Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. One of our listeners writes in, they have a great question today. They ask this, what are the archangels? Well, this is a, this is a really fascinating question. Only one angel is given the rank of archangel in scripture, and that is Michael. Now, now some wonder if Gabriel is an archangel, but the Bible doesn't give him that label. Michael the archangel appears throughout the Old and the New Testament. In Daniel, for example, he appears, tw- appears twice. Gabriel mentions Michael stepped into a spiritual fight against the prince of Persia so Gabriel could deliver a message to the prophet in Daniel 10. In Daniel 12.1, Michael appears again, this time protecting the Israelites from spiritual attack. In Jude 1.9, Michael appears in a dispute with Satan where Satan attempts to get Michael to blaspheme God as they argue over the body of Satan. Michael rebukes Satan and the dispute is over. During the last few decades, Western Christianity has become more and more interested in spiritual warfare. To that end, best-selling novels have been written in and sold to the masses, depicting battles between the armies of heaven and the forces of hell. Well, as Christians, we need to understand that the conflict is real in the heavenlies. But we also need to be honest. We do not know much about the degree or the reality of what is occurring in the spiritual war. It's beyond our limited understanding. Second, some regions in our world are hostile to the gospel. But no matter how hostile a people group is to the gospel, the gospel is still the power of God. The prince of Persia was was able to delay the angel's visit to Daniel, but it was unable to keep him away forever, Daniel 10, 13-14 says. Christians can be confident that the purposes of God, they're always going to prevail, even if there is much persecution and challenges in the gospel work. We don't need to overemphasize the work or the ability of Satan and his minions. Where scripture is silent, there is mystery, and that mystery is good, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says. Though scripture speaks of the principalities and the powers of the air in Ephesians 6, 12, Christians are never taught to bind them nor to pray directly to them. Lastly, there is a war in the heavens, and so we should not be naive about the reality of this enemy, nor his desire to seek and destroy, 1 Peter 5, 8 says. Christians can be confident that God is sovereign, he's powerful, he's mighty to save. Romans 1, 16 says that the gospel is the power of salvation for all those who believe. You see, the faithful character of God ensures that his word will endure and prevail over all the enemies of God, whether on the present or on the final day. Putting our confidence in the Lord, who is our rock of refuge and a very present help in the time of need, means we can trust the Lord, who is all-powerful and unchanging. In Revelation 12, 7, John says that he saw war rose in the heavens. John doesn't see here the, the final ultimate age. John is giving a snapshot of historical theology. John sees a woman give birth to a son whose birth is anticipated by a dragon. That dragon attempts to kill the child who is caught up in heaven and the woman who spends a period of time in the wilderness. The image of the woman here is the church and the son is the king. Satan, the enemy of God, tries to extinguish his life, but God protects him and exalts him. Even so, Satan turns his back on the woman who gave birth to the child. John sees in his vision at this point a war in the heavens where Michael, the archangel with his angels, fights against the dragon and his angels. In Daniel 10, the archangel is involved in the conflicts between Israel and the other nations of this battle. The defeat of Satan in Revelation 12 is the recurring theme of Revelation. Satan aims to overthrow and destroy the church today. Even so, the blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, he prevails for the people of God. 
Satan accuses, but the case is closed and over before it begins because Christians are covered in the blood of their advocate and high priest, Jesus Christ. The blood of Christ that saves Christians is the blood that pleases them not guilty, that protects them and enables them as God's people to hold fast in him. Victory is the battle cry of Christians because the surety of their victory is bound up with the victory Christ has already won and is finished in sufficient work. See, Christians are those who are to identify with suffering and persecuted people. The gospel is not your best life now. It's not a path to fame. It's not a path to fortune. The way of the cross is the way of enmity, estrangement, and hostility. By faith, Christians make the same choice Moses made, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin, Hebrews 11.25. Christians know their victory alone belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. While the dragon aims to overthrow the Lord, the Lord will rule the nations with a rod of iron, Revelation 12.5 says. The Lord alone can be trusted because he alone is worthy of all worship, all honor, and all praise. You see, all the resources of the Lord God are utilized for the good of Christians to the end of spreading the gospel. The earth helps the woman when the dragon attempts to kill her. No weapon formed against her will succeed, Isaiah 54, 17 says, because the Lord is with her. The triumph described here runs throughout the book of Revelation. Since God is for us and he keeps us secure, we should trust him and worship him alone who is worthy. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.